you this morning. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully you're doing just swimmingly well. Well, unless you were in a place where they got lots of rain, in which case that I hope you're not swimmingly well. I hope you're just well. Um, dry well, not swimmingly well. Anyway, enough of that uh, craziness for the morning. Uh, Priscilla answering the question I put in the comments because they just had a tropical storm come down through that area, and she said, storm came and went, no major damage, all is well. That's good. That's what we like to hear from our friends like that, and uh, we're, we're so sorry to, uh, uh, to those that, that did have problems in different places, but we're glad that our beloved uh, in Reedville, Virginia, are doing well, so... 
Walter talking about Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Three days swimming in the rain down there. Walter, Wendy's heading that direction. I don't know if you guys have connected yet or not, but uh, she'll be down there for homecoming. So maybe we need to make sure you guys get together. I can't go. I'd love to be there. I love to connect with lots of old friends, but I have other responsibilities. So I will be uh, over at uh, Hope Church in Manchester on Saturday for an all-day event. Uh, uh, representing the school, speaking, and uh, whatnot there. So you can pray for that event. Uh, we are here to look at the scriptures. That is why we assemble, to hear from God, to hear from his word, to learn from his word. And uh, that is what I intend to do uh, with you this morning, is take you into God's word so you can learn from it. We all actually get to learn together. We're in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, picking up at verse 10, where Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern for me. Now, I'm just going to stop right there. Right here in verse 10, see the word? I've got my mouse. You can see it on your screen. Rejoice in the Lord. Remember what he said earlier in this chapter. Let me move it back, the screen back up. He says in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord. He says at the beginning of verse 4, he says it at the end of verse 4, there is a theme here of rejoicing in the Lord. Our hope is in the Lord. Uh, our contentment is in the Lord. Our strength is in the Lord. It's all in the Lord, so we look to the Lord and we find our pleasure, we find our treasure, we find our delight in the Lord. So to rejoice in the Lord. And again, down in verse 10, he says, again, the word rejoice comes back up and into play. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern for me. I mean, then he goes on and says, indeed, you have been concerned, but had an opportunity to show it. They, they wanted to do something to help Paul. The people of Philippi wanted to do something to help the apostle Paul, but, but they didn't have the means. They didn't have the mechanism to be able to show the support or to send the support. There was no, uh, messenger who could carry the message or could carry the, the support to the Apostle Paul in that day. Now, we live in a much different day today. We live in a day where, you know, you can go right on to places and show your support to your favorite missionaries. And uh, there it is on the screen. You can read it there. Those that are listening via podcast, concentricglobal.org backslash give. Uh, in our day, we can do it instantaneously uh, and uh by going on a website uh, or onto a phone app or something like that, and uh, we can show the uh, we can show our support uh, in that type of a way. So I invite you to show your support uh, for the ministry of Concentric, specifically my part in Concentric. I do have some trips coming up and uh, raising that support. Uh, is uh, is critical. So uh, uh, be very helpful 
If you would like to become a supporter, uh, whether it's a one-time gift or whether it is, some of you are already, and thank you, uh, or whether it's monthly, whether it's uh, $5 a month or $500 a month, what, whatever it is that the Lord lays on your heart to, uh, for you to, to share globally in the ministry uh, of Concentric, it is much, much, much appreciated. Back into the text, this is the very type of thing that Paul is talking about. I rejoice greatly, Lord, that at last you've renewed your concern for me. And he says, indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Uh, they didn't have the means. He says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Now, we get into this dialogue this morning, the the secret of contentment. And uh, to, to learn how to be content regardless of the circumstances. Now, yes, I just did put out there for you, if, if you would like to become a supporter, there's, there's that means of doing that. Um, but regardless, to learn to be content, uh, whatever we're able to do, whatever we're not able to do, uh, he says, I've learned the secret of content. I, I've learned to be content no matter what the circumstances may be. Now, what about you? What about me? I mean, have we learned how to be content in in our circumstances? Here it is again on the screen. It says, I'm not saying this because uh, I'm in need. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, living in plenty or in want. Now, I'm not going to go to verse 13 quite yet. We will get there in just a moment. I mean, you may have just read it if you are following along live and, and watching the screen. He knows what it is to be in need. And uh, I'm sure that as Paul did what he did that he had uh, times when, when there was not food. I'm sure that there were times when he's like, I'm not sure I'm going to travel to the next place that I need to go. Uh, I, 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 that is the way that my brother Joseph uh, in South Sudan lives. Uh, he, he lives serving the church in South Sudan, the church over into Uganda, and then the church over into Kenya, and, uh, where he is the bishop for the, the South Sudanese church uh, represented in all three of those countries. And, and having been with Joseph, there are days I, I know. Uh, in fact, if I were to talk to a missions committee and say, what would be a great thing you could do? That would be it. Take Joseph on for support from whatever church you are in. I would encourage you I, uh, that, uh, that you might talk to your missions folks and say, you know, there's somebody I think we ought to support. And he's not a missionary. He he lives in his land and a land where there isn't financial opportunity or there's not jobs and, and where he does what he does. He lives. I mean, you talk about being in need. You know, and, and I'm not wanting to press down anybody in America that's listening to the sound of my voice this morning. That, that is not my intent. When we look around at other people and, uh, you know, we, we have enough we have 14 cents left after paying the bills. That was what one of our dear sisters posted within the last couple of days. I praise God I had the money to pay my bills. And I had 14 cents left. Um, so 
I'm not trying to press anybody down that's in that circumstance. But when you don't have the ability to go and earn money because there simply are not jobs, there's not a job market, and uh, you're hoping that someone will give you some rice or some eggs uh, or maybe some beans in a day, uh, that is that's what it, that's what it means to be in need, you know. And I've been with these with these families, and they've got families, they've got children, and uh, every day they're just waiting on the Lord for sustenance. Now it's not like they're just sitting around; they're trying to, they're busy, they're they're working, they're they're out making do with what they can find. To me, that that is need, and, and I don't know need. I have I have two cars in our driveway. One for my wife, one for myself. Uh, I have a freezer that has food in it. I have a pantry that has some goods in it. I have a refrigerator that has food in it. Uh, I can skip across the road to the little Debbie store. I mean, Dollar General, and uh, get food there if 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 I'm really in a desperate place. Uh, we have Hannaford's. We have Sam's Club. We have we have all these places. I am amply uh, provided for in that way. Um, others are not, and I'm aware of that. And Paul is speaking to this, and yesterday we looked at his circumstances, and we could absolutely conclude that Paul um, really, really did get and understand and have the right to say, I know what it's like to be in need. But the, the thing I want us to drill down on this morning is where he says, but I've, I, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Can we learn that? Can I learn that? Um, hmm. This speaks to, to small areas of life as well as large areas of life. I'm just sitting here and thinking about something that I have been musing on and thinking about and you know, if I could just have, then I'd be content. Is that really the way it is? I mean, contentment from, from food, that helps us to be content. Contentment with, uh, you know, a, a car that runs, that helps us to be content here in America. Uh, contentment with a place to live, that helps us to be content here in America. And... Uh, but to really be in this circumstance like Paul is in. Verse 11, again, he says these words. He says, I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Perhaps it needs to be a prayer that we would pray. Lord, help me to be content. Help me to not whine. Help me to not complain. Help me to not look around. And that, that sometimes is a problem that we have. We look around at what everybody else has and think, I would like to have that. Um, I mean, I, I, I am one who still, see, every once in a while, I'll see a nice truck and think, man, I, I'd like that. That'd be a nice truck to have or a Jeep. You know, I've seen a couple of Jeep Wranglers for sale. Man, it'd be nice to have a Jeep Wrangler. I don't need it. You know, I, plus they're hard on gas. Bad enough, the Jeep that we do have. Um, so I talk myself down off that cliff and, and say, Lord, help me to be content. And, you know, we have the, the availability, those that have money with these little devices right here and go right on Amazon. And within a couple of days, it's at your, 
in your door yard. That's how we Mainers say in your driveway, on your doorstep. Learning to be content. Verse 12, again, he said, uh, he said, I, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I know the secret of being content in any in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Wow. Uh, is this a lesson that we need to learn? Is this something that uh, that we're missing? Is this something that uh, you know we're we're really, really, really far off base with in our lives that uh, that we just don't have the contentment that we could have in our lives? Hmm. Thinking about this, musing on this. If you were to, on a scale, talk about your situation between well-fed or hungry, what would you put? And sometimes it isn't just hungry. I want some food of some variety to eat. It's like I want a particular type of food. Like I had a hankering for uh, blueberry pie a couple days ago. A couple days ago, I didn't have blueberry pie. You know, again, I had... It's on my taste buds to have this or to have that. Yet there are people in the world that that don't have an option. It's an egg. They boil the egg and that's it. No salt, no pepper. It's an egg. And, And that is their sustenance for the day. So, Lord, help us. Help us to learn whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, to to thank you. And Lord, to to bring to you our gratitude and be thank you, to be thanking you for for what we're experiencing, for what we, what we, if we have an abundance, to thank you. If we're lacking, to thank you that we have you. It's a learning curve. This, this, this passage is a challenging passage. Now, the verse we're going to get down into is one that we see at sporting events. Along the way, athletes have put this like on their, on their shoes, or you'll see it in the stands. Verse 13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Oftentimes we would say, I can do everything, uh, I, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And, you know, so we'll, we'll think, I, I can take this test, if, if it's a test you have to take, like a realty test or a, a college test or, you know, a, a licensing to, to maintain your licensing in a particular field, whatever test. So, Lord, we're, we're trusting you to give us the strength or, Lord, give us the strength that we can win this football game or, Lord, give us the strength that we can whatever it might be. But the strength that really Paul is talking about in verse 13 is the strength to have contentment. God will give me the strength, no matter my circumstance, to get through it. So to think about that, to to lean in on that, and again, I'm writing this, I know, I know that there are people in our listening audience that you live in very challenging circumstances. I know that. You know, we, we've talked about the necessity of tightening our, our belt some, not only because of weight loss, but more importantly, just, you know, uh, less income. But yet there are some that, that you, you barely have had enough income to, to make it, barely enough in, income to, to, pay the, to pay the most basic of necessities. Can I suggest to you, can I encourage you, may I inspire you, may I influence you to take up Philippians 4.13 and ask the Lord 
not only for strength, not only for provision, but for contentment in the situation which you're facing. Contentment. I can know contentment in my dire straits. I can know contentment. Got one of those situations Friday. It's a, it's a small situation. Wendy is going out of town, going to Lancaster for homecoming at our alma mater, Lancaster Bible College, Capital Seminary. And uh, we'll be away for a few days. And, you know, uh, my car is going to go in the shop Friday morning. And I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what happens if they don't get it done? And I need to be at Hope on on Saturday. Or I need to be somewhere else Friday afternoon or dot, dot, dot. Hey, at least I've got a car that can go in the shop. And at least I've got the money to pay for the repairs on the car. You know, so I, I thank God for those things. What about you? If you were to talk about, you know, your your circumstance, if you were to talk about your needs, what would you say? If you were to say, well, Jim, this is me. You don't have to put it in the comments. You could put it in the comments. We know that some of you have, uh, we know that some of you have, uh, really challenging circumstances. We know that, and we're going to pause and we're going to pray for those circumstances. We know others. God has. You've experienced. I almost said God is blessed, but see what I just did with that. I just attached blessing to material things. You know what? Whether your means are slim, or whether your means are thick. I guess that's the opposite of slim. Can we not learn to, to to say that we're blessed regardless? It's a blessed in waiting on God. It's it's a blessed in watching for how God will provide. It's a blessed in knowing that you know the bank account is swelling and 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 praise God. So what what and that's exactly what Paul says in this passage. Whether it's a little or whether it's a lot, I've learned to thank God. Whether it's a little or a lot, I've learned to trust God. I've learned to be content in what God has given to me. So I. I just want to, I hope that this passage is, is setting into your soul today. Certainly setting into my soul, you know, and reminding me of, of being content, reminding me of trusting God. And, and that is one of the motifs throughout the Bible. Trust God. Now, sometimes we are foolish. Sometimes we need to make adjustments to life. Sometimes we need to curb our spending habits. Those things are all true. You know, sometimes we not we need to not go into debt when we really honestly can't afford to go into debt. And most car places, they're not really looking at that. If, if you will sign the line for payment, they're going to give you that payment, whether you can really afford it or not. And uh, I haven't done that uh, recently. In fact, uh, our car payment, uh, we have not had a car payment over $300 in quite some time. $247 a month uh, is what we pay. And... Uh, on our vehicle, and I, I thank God for for that, and uh, I, I just do thank God for that. Uh, what I know, there are lots of people who are playing, paying almost a thousand dollars a month on car payments right now uh, because of what they drive. And uh, yes, we come before the Lord. Uh, we, we we bring the areas where where there is struggle. We bring we, we we rejoice with you in your struggles, and we pray with you in your struggles. Uh, those that uh, are in a place where 
there's just ample supply. We rejoice with you. Is it not all from God? God has given the means of that work. God has given the means of that business. God gave you the means of those things. God entrusted you with those things. And I will say this, uh, and, and this is me, I don't have financial means, but to whom much is given, much is required. God has given me much. I, I've been given uh, ample amount of education. I have given an ability to do what I do. And really, I think this is what I do better than anything. I love doing this. If I could sit and teach the Bible all day long, that's probably what I would do. But God has called me to uh, seek to do my part in extending the kingdom uh, here in Maine and beyond uh, and in being learning from the globe. Uh, and participating there. God has called me to that, and I need to do well at that. Uh, but to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, that could apply also to, you know, if, if he's given much to us financially, we're, we're required much financially. Uh, if he's given you the ability to trust him because of slim means, and he requires you to trust him, whatever he's given much to you, whatever area, He's looking to you to be faithful with what you have. But in all of this, that all of us, regardless of what we face, would say with the Apostle Paul what he said in verse 13, I can do everything through him who gives me the strength, that our trust is not in our strength. Uh, Psalm 20, I think it's Psalm 20 says that our trust shouldn't be in chariots and horses or armies or any of those things. Uh, but our uh, our trust is in the name of the Lord, our God. So, Lord, today we come before you. We know that there are those who, and, and because we see what they post on Facebook or they talk to us about it. We pray for those that struggle finding money to pay rent. Lord, we pray for those that struggle finding money to buy groceries. Lord, would you show yourself the, the God of the God of Matthew chapter 6, who has promised to take care of those most, most basic of needs. Lord, for those uh, who are amply supplied, we, we rejoice with them. And together we say as the body of Christ, as, as we saw in the book of Acts, that we would take care of each other, we'd pray for each other, we'd help each other, we would gift each other where we're able to. Uh, to help one another. Lord, just like the other day, taking a young college student, 18-year-old out, and buying him a bunch of groceries just so he'd have food to eat. And uh, Lord, that we would learn to do those types of things. But regardless, whatever any of us face today, may our prayer be, Lord, I can do anything through you because you give me strength. Help us to learn contentment in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. You have a great day. I will see you again in La Manana.